Kathy Moser is a musician, songwriter, and person in long-term recovery who finds parallels between the process of songwriting and the road of recovery. She travels around the country conducting songwriting workshops for people in recovery. Recently, she conducted workshops at Gosnold's facilities on the Upper Cape. Kathy Moser joins us in the studio with one of her bandmates, Trina Hamlin, to talk about her workshops and play some of the music created by workshop participants. Good morning. Good morning, Mindy. And good morning to you, Trina. Good morning. Uh, Kathy, you've been in recovery uh, from drug and alcohol abuse for 15 years? About 16, yeah. 16 16 years. And and music played a role in you becoming sober. Can you share your story? Yeah, I had a great opportunity um, uh, about 17 years ago to uh, do a songwriting workshop and recording studio program for the Boys and Girls Club of Newark. And um, I hadn't gotten help yet for my addiction. And I was sure that they would drug test me. Um, and it was like the first thing that I wasn't willing to lose to my addiction. Um, and so I, I, w- I got some help right before then so that I would be able to pass a drug test. And that just put me on, on the road to mm-hmm. uh, recovery. So you just were ready. I mean, it just comes a moment maybe and you go, this is important. Yeah, I think I was desperate. I sort of had desperation and opportunity showed mm-hmm. up at the same time. So uh, you mentioned you get sober when you got the job at the Boys and Girls Club. Was there something that happened artistically or emotionally during your work with the Boys and Cl- Girls Club that helped you remain sober once you get on the once you were on the job? Well, I think that um, you know to walk honorably in the world and be a good role model for younger people is definitely like it's one of the privileges of of living this kind of lifestyle. And, and I wanted to be able to do that. And also, um, you know. There's a myth in our culture that creativity and drugs and alcohol are friends with each other. And I just have to say that like, I was never able to excel at a high level artistically until I was given the gift of recovery. Mm. Um, because just in terms of showing up on time, for example, with all your equipment, but also in time in terms of um, sustainably accessing your artisticness. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's, I think that's a tough road for a lot of people. Um, maybe the first time you're not successful. And and it's that you know you 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 made the decision you want to get sober and you you start that process and it's so hard sometimes to stay on that course. Well, absolutely, because uh, uh, you know alcoholism and addiction it's a disease and uh, it's in your body as well as your mind and your spirit. So almost nobody just stops. If you if you're able to just stop and stay stopped and be good, you're probably not an alcoholic or an addict. Um, most of us have a very imperfect beginning to this process. So how did you get started with the songwriting workshops? Well, I had already been doing the songwriting, and then um, I had an opportunity to present at um, a rehab near my house. And, you know, I'm just... um I like to think a lot, and I just at some point realize that this process of, of songwriting in so many ways has these gifts that offer us specifically for the process of recovery. Um, so I started exploring that and trying to, you know, um, give those ideas to people because mis- recovery is a process that's very amorphous. It's hard to see. Mm-hmm. But when we do a two-hour songwriting workshop, we can kind of miniaturize that process and give people examples of tools that they can use. So, yeah, and it, it, it works every time. It's yeah. kind of crazy. And we're going to get into some of the, the what you do in the workshops. But before we get started, I was wondering if you and Trina can play uh, one of the songs written by Gosnold residents during a previous workshop you conducted. Tell us about the song and then let's Absolutely. hear it. Absolutely. <laughs> this song is called I'm Open. And uh, one of the things that we explore in recovery is to be open-minded and see if things, maybe maybe the world's not the way you thought it was, and maybe that's good news. And so we wrote this song in Emerson House, in the, the living room of this uh, halfway house, with 25 girls in two hours. And um, it's about open-mindedness. And uh, you're going to get to hear the fantastic Trina Hamlin on harmonica <laughs> on this song. So we'll just play you a little snippet of it. Here we go. One, two, one, two. 
need to find a place to make a stand. I'm so sick of all my ways and all my plans. Arms outstretched, though I'm unsure. I want to believe love and be pure. I always find myself wherever I go. But I'm open to something more than what I know. I'm open to letting go. Open to go with the flow. Open, let go of the wheel. I'm gonna take a chance and tell you how I feel. Come on, Trina. Trina, holy moly, yeah. you rock on that thing. Trina, tell me how you got involved with the workshops. Through Kathy. Mm-hmm. Um, we we met, we've known each other for a long time, um, but we played together maybe, what was it, three, four years ago uh, for just a private function. And she told me about it, and um, I wasn't sure what I was getting into. And it is one of the most beautiful gifts mm. um, you know, I have I have experience from the codependent side mm-hmm. of things, and so just it, it's a gift yeah. uh, to witness the creativity. I mean, that song came out of a two-hour session. That's great! What a great song! Uh, now, Kathy, I imagine that workshop participants might be a little bit reticent to get started. Oh yeah, this is definitely <laughs> true. You know, we'll often start by breaking the ice. We'll play a song right up the front just to to break the ice. Um, but we definitely uh, work really hard at creating a safe environment. But it's a beautiful thing to watch them unfold yeah. over time. You know, we've had uh, um, we had guys getting up and dancing yesterday <laughs> in the living room of the halfway house at yeah. Miller House. Um, so it's a beautiful gift both ways. Like we come in and, you know, uh, try and really encourage people to relax and laugh and have fun and not worry about making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an excellent example of being goofy. Um, and then uh, we just get to watch this gift as they unfold. Okay. So you're, you're asking people to you know, open up about very personal topics. And uh, at the same time, you're encouraging them to do something artistic and creative. Um, so I imagine it, it, it's tough for some people to go, well, I don't really want to talk about my story. Or do they? Or are they, do you find the opposite? Well, you know, these people are living in a, in a therapeutic community together. Um, so we find, I find that people really do unfold. And also, you know, what's really interesting because it's writing and we pass out notebooks. So some people are talking, but mm. some people are writing. We get people like we had this person in um, at the Katama facility the other day who just looked very, mm, I don't know what how you would say exactly. He looked just like not like the artistic type, I would say. He looked more like the kind of pocket protector kind of guy, <laughs> as you were. 
And um, he completely just like, he just knocked it out of the park. And then what happened was not only did he write great words, but he didn't want to get up and sing them. And he said, I really don't want to do this. And I was like, that's okay. You don't have to want to do it. I just want you to do it anyway. <laughs> and um, he got up and did it. And because he took this risk, he gave this huge gift to everybody there because they didn't think he was going to do it. They didn't know he had it in him. And then they saw somebody do something, you know, really amazing. Yeah. We're talking with Kathy Moser and uh, Trina Hamlin uh, about the songwriting uh, workshops that they conduct uh, recently, most recently at Gosnell's for uh, Folks in Recovery. So you say there are many parallels between recovery and songwriting. So can you you tell us what those parallels are? Sure. Well, one of them is that both of them are an unfolding process. So um, we get to walk into the unknown together in a low-risk way. I tell people we're going to, you know, say we start at 10 o'clock, no song. At 12 o'clock, there will be a song. Mm -hmm. And we have no preconceived notion. Um, One is the gift of repetition. So many times in... um, for everyone in the culture, actually, I think rehearsal is one of the biggest mm-hmm. gifts of music is people don't realize repetition is such a powerful but simple tool that if you allow yourself the gift of trying something, ten, like in music, 10 is a small number to you know practice something. 10 is a small number. And if we just allow ourselves the gift of repetition, then we can really, you know, we were able to take somebody this week from not being able to sing something to being able to sing it just because they allowed us to make them repeat it like mm-hmm. eight times and mm-hmm. break it down. Also, the gift of um, going slow. Um, and also, you know, in art, just like in life, like what looks like a mistake is often not a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, many important things were discovered by mistake, like America, actually. <laughs> Um, and also just a gift of um, imperfection. And then lastly, I think one of the powerful gifts is a gift of completion. Um, many people in, who have been active in drugs and alcohol um, uh, abuse are not big at finishing things. Many times alcoholics are great at starting something, but they're not great at finishing it. And um, we bring this thing all the way from the beginning to the end and finish it. And then the song becomes part of their soundtrack for recovery. Right. Trina, what, what's your experience in, in watching, uh, you know, as you're teaching these workshops and you're watching people, you know, really take part in this and, you know, create these fabulous songs? It, it, the fantastic thing is, you know, Kathy and I, are, this is what we do for a living. We're musicians. We eat it, sleep, drink, breathe, whatever. These are people that necess- didn't think they would ever in their lifetimes write a song, right? let alone, you know, come back to just living a healthy life. But... So to watch them uh, even get up and sing and record a song is phenomenal. Uh, mm. It's it's an experience that I wish everybody could have. Yeah, I was just thinking the the self esteem part of this has got to be huge. Yeah, we you know we have evaluations and one we always read them in the car. Honestly, it's it's, it's <laughs> like our pleasure. Yeah, it's our no. It's our. It's, honestly, for me, it's. It, I appreciate that they pay us, but it's the, reading the evaluations is like the best part of the payment. And um, there was someone who wrote an evaluation yesterday. He said, uh, my life has begun because I've left my comfort zone, thanks to you. Oh, wow. That's yeah. great. Well, you know, I'm wondering, too, because I'm thinking there may be some people with some hidden talents they didn't know they had. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it's amazing. The one gentleman who had, you know, he was very quiet and just almost... I I don't even know what state of recovery he was in, but I just didn't even think he was really there, mm-hmm. you know. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, you know, Kathy asked for somebody to sing this this part that we had come up with, and he just kind of raised his hand and walked up, and it was this voice out of another world came out, like and it was, Tom Waits. Yeah, yeah, it was incredible, and the I mean, yeah, it brings tears to your eyes. Honestly, wow. I mean, it was so moving. 
So what do you do with this music? Do you, you have them record it? You record it? How, what do you do with the songs? Well, the songs, we record them, and Gosnell does this great thing, is that they've created a website where anyone who's been at the facility can go and hear all the songs that oh. have been created so and download them for free and share them with their friends. Um, because people are in a, a rehab, it's a medical facility, they have privacy, we can't make any of that public. Mm-hmm. So what we'll do is we re-record it, um, and one thing we do is we put it up on YouTube um, with either me or me and Trina or some other assemblages of musicians playing and performing it um and also uh we do concerts mm-hmm. and we play the songs and so when we give concerts actually at gosnold we're actually giving them a lot of songs back of the mm-hmm. songs that were written so how do you do but the writing credits i mean how do you do that uh, there's this thing called creative commons which is a um, copyright um way that you can put something out there and so that nobody makes money off of it ah. anybody can use it but nobody can make money off of it wow that's awesome mm-hmm. so uh in addition to, as we mentioned these workshops you are professional musicians performing mm-hmm. around the country uh, and you often play these songs that that you have created in these workshops so that that must be pretty meaningful to you to share these songs um you know with and stories with folks who may not know a lot about recovery. Well, to tell you the truth, I pretty much only play these songs in recovery spaces. Oh, okay. We both have a sep- completely separate musical career and mm-hmm. uh, and sort of Nary the Twain Shall Meet yeah. for the most part. So tell me about your professional music career then. What do you do? You, you do- uh, I'm a songwriter. I have mm-hmm. a bunch of albums out. So does Trina. And um, yeah, placing coffee houses, in colleges. The, in the same band, or are you in different bands? I mean, I, I sometimes we have some musicians here on the Cape who are like three or four different bands. <laughs> well, Trina tours yeah. a lot with a lot of different people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have my own career, and then I work with. You might know Susan Werner. Yes. Yeah, I uh-huh. work with Susan, uh-huh. and I'm trying to think a bunch of other New York artists. Oh wow, great! Yeah. Huh. Um, at Gosnold, uh, participants in the songwriting workshops are given recordings of all of these, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. So what kind of feedback do you get from the participants or the staff um, about how these songs help folks in recovery down the road? Well, they're definitely they're, – they're, they're pretty catchy tunes. And so, like I said, you know, the ability to have them in, the, in their head – like we just did a concert yesterday at Emerson House, and we had requests. Oh, is that right? From some of the songs that they had written, so um, we know that one. One of the other things about this is that it gives people an opportunity to work together. That's another thing we see in the evaluations mm-hmm. that the songwriting workshop gives the, the whole community a way to work together. So um, it just really strengthens the glue between the people in the, in the facility. Yeah, it's amazing when you can get that creative those creative juices going in somebody. <laughs> right, and the staff always want to participate. Sometimes we actually have to like dial them back. Back a little yeah. bit. <laughs> well, and it's funny. I'm, I'm just thinking from the staff's point of view. You know, they get to know all these folks, and then they, like you say, this guy who stood up and had this beautiful voice. It must be really a, a, an interesting thing for them to stand back and watch and go, "Wow, I had no idea that." You know. Well, I tell you what, that particular story she's telling. This guy was he was still shaking so bad, make no eye contact, and we did this thing where we created the words. And we created the music, but we had no melody. Mm -hmm. And we have to ask someone to do something incredibly brave, which is reach up and leap into space and sing. And this guy said, from the corner, he goes like, I'll do it. (laughs) In my head, I'm like, you? (laughs) And he got up and sang like Tom Waits. It was like, it was a miracle. It was like church. And then the whole room just went so still. It was beautiful. I bet there are a lot of still moments, aren't there? Yeah, and there's a lot of laughing. And you know what? For people who are in a drug and alcohol facility, laughing is like, it's not happening a mm. lot generally. Mm. You know, they've like, 
landed there in a rough space. And uh, so it's, for me personally, that my favorite thing is to see see people just falling out laughing. Okay. So aside from the creative outlet that uh, songwriting affords, uh, are there other skills that folks walk away from the workshop that helps them specifically in recovery? Well, I think to to allow, well, you know when we're talking about this process and the gift of imperfection and the gift of slowness, like all of these skills, we are you know we give them a handout at the beginning about the skills that we're working on and focusing on because this is not therapy. I'm not a music mm-hmm. therapist, um, and we keep we're always reminding them like, okay, this repetition thing that you just practiced this songwriting line, you can do this when you go apply for a job. Mm-hmm. You could do this when you ask a girl out and you're not and nobody's drunk, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so we, we make those connections all the time for them. Uh, and also, in addition to helping the participants through the songwriting process, you, you want them to come away with two important messages. Uh, yeah, well, and just messages in general. One is that recovery is totally possible. Anybody um, can, if you're, if you're in the bondage of addiction, like there's totally help available, especially up here on the Cape. It's a great mm-hmm. community for it. Um, and the other is that, yeah, if you're a creative person and you think that drugs and alcohol are good for creativity, it's just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, and that's another thing for me about music has been a part of a lot of people's addiction story. And to have music become part of their recovery story is really important to me because music is beloved to me. And, and it makes me sad that it's, it can be a corrupting influence for some people. So let's talk a little bit then about how becoming sober impacted your creativity. Well, um, first of all, I was able to show up places on time. Um, I was able to go, you know, have bigger dreams and, and get places, but also just as an artist. Well, you know, I might have had great ideas when I was using, but I can't find them. Mm. <laughs> so in terms of my own completion, you know, and putting out albums, um, just for one story, I used to go watch this uh, guy, Anthony Kryzan. He's from my area. He was in a band called The Spin Doctors. And I I'd remember go, them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go watch them. And um, he, he was local to my area. And. I would just go, I wish I could work with him someday. I wish I could work with him someday. And then when I got clean and sober, he re- he produced my next album. Wow. So that was huge for me to be able to go from like kind of one side of the glass of I wish I could get there to, to being there. Yeah. Well, I think one of the, the things, too, when, when we're talking about recovery that's frustrating for, for folks is we hear a lot about the the people who you know, have trouble, difficulty, the falls. Right. We don't hear enough about the people who actually are successful which the numbers are are really more the more people are are you know staying on the road than really are falling off right uh well i i'm sorry to say that's probably not, not true, true. Okay. but the thing is is that there are people whose lives are dramatically positively changed and you know they say one alcoholic affects like at least 10 people in their life mm-hmm. and there's people who are sober do the same thing um it's a, it, there's amazing great um people communi- contributing to their families and to their communities and, and just really being present in life. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not easy, but it's possible. Yeah. So uh, when you show for these workshops, are these things that um, they sign up for? Is it like everybody has to do it? Is it a, how does that work? Yeah, pretty much. These are facilities where you have to participate mm-hmm. um, in order to stay there. So, But one of my favorite parts of the evaluations is that we often have people that say, we thought this, I was highly skeptical, but I turned out to really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would imagine the, the lyrics that folks come up with. I mean, this is a collective effort, right? Mm-hmm. So this is this is more than one person's story. Right. So that song we were talking about where the really unlikely guy stood up, we were writing about second chances because a lot of people hadn't gotten it the first time and we knew that. And as we go to do the warm-up and gathering ideas, one of the people said, this is my 15th second chance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's the title. And then when we got to that guy who sang, he said, here I am again. 
And I was like, that's a great first line. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just it's beautiful to see the word way the words come out. And, you know, another thing is that honesty is what's powerful in recovery and is what what's powerful in songwriting. So we wrote a song recently about hope and this one girl. We always tell people, tell me the truth. If you're not into this topic, just tell me about that poetically. Mm-hmm. And this one girl said, um, I don't want to feel it. I don't want to reveal it. I don't want to deal with it because I know I have to heal with it. And she just said that straight wow. out. Yeah. And I and she didn't even realize it. I was like, you just wrote the bridge, you know. <laughs> and, and we saw her yesterday. She's still doing great. So, yeah. so um, the emotions I would imagine when you're when you're going through this process uh, for some people it must be incredibly emotional. Well, you know what? One thing we're trying to do is we're trying to get people out of their comfort zone in a safe space Mm -hmm. and to take an appropriate risk in a safe space. Um, So, yeah, we'll get people who are like shaking or they're all flushed, their heart's racing, and we'll tell them, okay, this is great. This is the feeling you're going to have when you go apply for that job. This is the feeling you're going to have when you go back to college. Um, so do it now and realize you can survive it. Yeah. I mean, that's what recovery is, is surviving your emotions. Yeah. What's the response you get? Uh, I, I know you talk about the evaluations and, and how great those are. But what about from, from the outside community, people who might hear these families and friends of these people? And what, what's the response? Um, well, I think, you know, it's for families especially, it's definitely interesting for them to get to hear you know, hear that message coming in in a different way. Because certainly families of alcoholics and addicts also have a really rough ride. You know, just to throw out, there's definitely help available for them too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just definitely, a, we're trying to create the soundtrack for recovery for people all over. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, to go out, you and Trina are going to perform a song called Walking mm-hmm. Through the Door. But before you start, uh, can you tell us a little bit about how this song came to be? Yeah, this is a song we wrote at Emerson House in September. And um, this is a group effort of, of the women. And they wanted to, the house director asked us to write about it, strengths. And um, people in recovery use this phrase called experience, strength, and hope. And so people were talking about their strengths and also about baby steps, about allowing themselves to get better slowly, which is a really big, important idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this is the one where that girl said, I don't want to feel it. I don't want to reveal it. Um, I'd like to tell people, we're, we're only playing snippets of these songs, and um, I hope it's available. I think oh. I think you can play the whole song. I think we have time to hear the whole song. But before you do that, okay. musician and songwriter Kathy Moser, along with her bandmate Trina Hamlin, uh, performing Walking Through This Door. Thanks so much for being here and uh, doing what you do. It sounds like such a great program. We really appreciate you coming on and Thanks. talking with us. Thank you. I'm Indy Todd. Thanks for mm-hmm. listening. Thanks, Mindy. One, two. Now I'm working hard 
Now I'm doing right. Happy with my actions at the end of every night. My strength is walking through this door. My hope is what I'm striving for. With every baby step I take, I stand a little taller, dig a little deeper, and grow a little stronger. I don't wanna feel it. I don't wanna reveal it. I don't want to deal with it, cause I know I have to heal with it. Cause drugs strip me of body, mind, and soul. Never ending search, trying to feel whole. My experience and where I've been. When I got here, I realized who I was again. I realized who I was again in my strength. Is walking through this door. My hope is what I'm striving for. With every baby step I take, I stand a little taller, dig a little deeper, and grow a little stronger. Point airs weekdays at 9.30 a.m. and 7.30 p.m. We're also on Facebook at The Point, WCAI. The Point is produced by Amy Vince. The executive producer is Mindy Todd. Production assistance from Dan Tridel. The Point is a production of the Cape and Islands NPR stations, a service of WGBH. We're just getting this chimney swept up a little bit better and the smoke chamber cleaned. They'll have a nice fireplace for the holidays anyways. Chimney sweep, Jeff Gonzalves of Harwich. There's that thing about believing in Santa Claus, and what Dan and I do is we have a old red sweep glove. It's all sooty, so we, we stick it on the brush, and when the kids are in there, oh, look what we just pulled out of the chimney. And the kid that may not be a believer, it's funny to watch their eyes open right up, and all of a sudden, there is a Santa Claus. You're listening to the Cape and Islands NPR stations, a service of WGBH Boston, online at capeandislands.org. Happy holidays from all of us 
at WCAI. Brian Morris. Mindy Todd. Elsa Partan. Samantha Brown. Sarah Reynolds. Vicki Merrick. Alicia Orsini. Vernon Locks. Sean Corcoran. Jenny Junker. Steve Junker. Heather Goldstone. Shelley Christensen. Dan Tridel. R.A. Daniel Shapiro. Elspeth Hay. Georgia McDonald. Amy Vince. Stephen Colella. Robert Finch. Tracy Hampton. Sydney Lewis. Julie Hanneberry. I'm Jay Allison. Season's greetings from the Cape and Islands NPR station.